0: We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. But again, tonight, I really want to lay a foundation of of who we are and where we're going as Christians, as believers of Jesus. And um, one of the things that I'm passionate, very, very passionate about, uh, is releasing people into all the promises of God, amen. Uh, you know, we don't want to hold back anything. If there's something that we can hopefully teach and, and lead you into, we will do that as best as we can. And so, tonight we're going through uh, studying a series called The Blessed Life. Um, some of you may have heard of this, this series, it was authored by um. Uh, Robert Morris of Gateway Church in the States and, and he's written a book and he's also, it's called The Blessed Life, which I encourage you to grab, uh, go on Amazon or even go to Gateway Church and you'll be able to find it there. Uh, and also we've got the Blessed Life E Group series and um, there's also another book called The Blessed Church and uh, that is a great book as well. And so there's more principles to learn from that as well. But Tonight, I really wanna just go through about uh, the blessed life. Who wants to live a blessed life? I pray we all want to live a blessed life. If you're you're a young person in this room, if you can get hold of some of these principles now, you will live a long blessed life. Amen. Is there any older people in the church wanna amen that? Because they've got hold of good principles of God when they were young, and they have now led a great blessed life. Amen, amen. Uh, The greatest thing that we can do is, oh my gosh, I was just putting myself in the category of older people, (laughs) middle-aged. Anyway, <laughs> the greatest thing we can do is become champions for those that are coming next, the next generations. And so uh, if we can teach and if we can share some some uh, principles of God that will encourage you to live a life that is full of the promises of God, full of the blessings of God, because uh, that'll be a good thing. Because uh, the Bible tells us, right, that Jesus came to give us life. And life in its fullness, life abundant. Uh, but who? I don't know anyone who wants to go through life not living in abundance, right? Uh, and I pray that we, we go through life wanting to live in God's abundance. And so tonight, I'm going to share some thoughts around this whole blessed life as laying down a foundation of 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 who we are as believers of Jesus Christ. Uh, who we are and what our character is. And then it's going to move slowly uh, through this series into a, uh, into a place of generosity. Uh, I didn't get to share it this morning, but generosity is the outworking of our righteousness, right? And so we did this series at the beginning of the year called Generosity. Uh, and we talked and we teached about our righteousness in Christ but then our function is then to be generous. So we're, we're, our form is that we have been saved and we are righteous. And the Hebrew word there is sedak. Um, we're righteous. And, but the, uh, then our fun, so, so the form, and then our function now is to be generous, or generosity, which is the Hebrew word, sidak uh, ha. So it's the same word just with the ha on the end of it. And so if you go through studies, which I don't have enough time and I, probably, I just wouldn't be able to clearly uh, give it to you, but when the Lord puts a ha in the Hebrew word, it brings it to life, right? What was Abraham's name before he was called? Abraham, right? Abraham, he didn't enter. Into everything that God had called him to do until the ha of God, the breath of God, uh, was, was given into him. Same with Sarah, uh, Sarai became Sarah. The Again, it's the breath of life. And so when God breathed into Adam, it was the Ha of life. Anyway, uh, so if you want to hear this even clearer, look up Shane Willard and he will give it to you in a lot clearer and a lot better way. But uh, I'm just regurgitating some stuff, which I think was awesome. Um, and so it's the Ha, the, the breath of life. And so we, we're called and we are righteous because Jesus died on the cross and we accepted that by faith. Right, that He died and He rose again and He took us on the cross. So we are righteous, but then the function of our righteousness is the generosity. And so this whole series of The Blessed Life is going to go through and talk about a little bit of our character, who we are as Christians, but then it will go through to lead to a place of righteousness and a place of generosity in our life. Because who likes hanging out with generous people? Who likes hanging out with stingy people? Yeah, Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) And the reality is, is having, you know, I've heard a whole lot of people um, go, you know, oh, I'm going to give away houses and I'm going to, you know, bless people and all that. And I'm like, okay, cool. When was the last time you bought someone a cup of coffee? Because here's the thing, if you can't buy someone a cup of coffee, you'll never buy them a house. Like there's a whole lot of things in between, I guess. But if you want to give someone a house, buy them a cup of coffee first. Because to me, that's just a good step. Uh, you know, I don't know, A good step of how God would ch- test you and trust you if you can be generous with someone and give them a cup of coffee. Who, who likes getting shouted at Macca's Combo? <laughs> there we go. I figured out halfway through I was talking about coffee and I need to change this up. I need to talk about McDonald's or something like that. Um, And so you'll never reach the levels of generosity if you can't continue just to step out and start being generous. Uh, If you don't start with a cup of uh, McDonald's coffee, (laughs) now we've just confused everyone. Um, You know what I mean. And so, so this series, The Blessed Life, if we take it into our life, and we apply the principles, you will live a blessed life. Over the last three or four weeks, I've just been waking up with a, a real sense of, man, I am blessed. Man, I am blessed. I, I think, man, how the heck did I get to, uh, and most of the time when I wake up, I'm in my house and in my bed, so I'm thinking of the context there. Uh, and so I'm like, how the heck did I get to live in this amazing house? In this amazing country and in this amazing city, and I look out and I think, you know, you hear the the pitter patter, no, not pitter patter, the thunderous roar of children running down the hallway. (laughs) And they wake you up and jump on you, and that's just Harper. The other boys just go downstairs and, you know, they're too cool now. Um, And I just think, man, I'm so blessed. So blessed, the people that I know, the, the church that I'm a part of, the, the, the people that I know and I, and I get to partner with around our nation, uh, with Tico and up in Christchurch and just going through, and Dave and, and Timaru and all the guys and the girls all the way through the country. And then I think about, man, how we're so blessed to be part of a movement that is in, impacting Tonga and, and Rio and, and like, oh, it's like my, my mate Dan in Switzerland. Man, if I want Swiss chocolate, all I have to do is ring and it will be sent out. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, just just, just connections and uh, just living a blessed life. Uh, but here's the thing is the blessed life comes from a place of giving your entire life to Jesus, giving your entire self over to Him. And um, I'll just share this testimony before we get into it. Whether we get into it or not, oh look, the clock just reset, so it's all good. Um, I, I remember serving in London. I love to serve. I love to. I think serving's easy. It's my motivational gift, and so serving is just is not a problem. Um, there's other gifts I have isu- oh, not issues I have. I, I've got to work hard at. <laughs> um, but just serving in London, and then Pastor Mark and Monica. Uh, they were serving as well as when Bruce and Helen were there. And uh, we're just serving, just doing some stuff. And then we heard about this conference called Shout Conference. Anyone, anyone heard of Shout Conference? Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's the same conference, by the way, <laughs> just in case you're unsure. The Shout Conference that we all know about, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I heard about it, but I was living in the UK, and Shout Conference was in the Mercury Theatre in, in Auckland. And I was like, oh, well, this sounds like a good idea. And uh, so I just said to Mark, um, I knew that he was going. I said, oh, can I just tag along? Can I just come along on this trip with you? And, and at the time, we were going to fly through Sydney because we had a, an equippers in Sydney then. And, and uh, Mark was sharing there at a men's, men's events and also on Sunday morning and leaders stuff. And I just said, can I just tag along? And so I just tagged along and I went to Sydney, got stopped six times by immigration on the way in. I thought they, they thought I was coming from the UK, carrying a whole lot of, I don't know. But um, anyway, got there and, you know, that was cool. And then we got to Shout Conference and at Shout Conference, it was one of those times of, of, uh, that, that I was there and, and, and I was just listening to the speakers. I can't remember what the speaker was talking about. Can't remember at all, but I I remember I got to this point where where the Lord just said to me again, you know, remember when you said if you get me this job, I'll, you can I'll I'll serve you for the rest of my life. And I said, yeah, I know this, and some of you might know this part of my testimony. And the Lord just said, well, are you are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And then I just felt the presence of God hit me in that room, and it was at the it was that shout conference. In the Mercury Theater, I was sitting in the second row, and I got down on my knees, and I just knew the call of God, and I just stepped into it. And so, why I tell you this story is because um, is there's, there's a moment in your life where you're going to have to choose on whether you're going to give, whether you're going to go all in. Right? There's going to be a moment in life where you choose to you go all in with the cards that you've been dealt. And, and here's the thing is when you go all in with the life that you've been dealt, but you know you're going all in with Jesus, you're always going to win. Uh, sometimes we, 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 we try to go all in, but really we've only got two, uh, a, a pair of twos in our hand, right? And we, we're not going all in, but we're, we're still, there's still other areas. There's still three cards left that we can go all in with. I don't know if you're following me, but I want to encourage you when, when it comes to your life, you've got, there's going to be a time where you've got to choose whether you're going to go all in for God. And I said to the Lord, I'm going to, I'll, I'll go all in. And I didn't really know what that meant. But, and so I, I knew the presence of God and, and just something shifted in my world. And that was the moment where I just knew that God did something. And so I just, I just, from there I went on and I just said to the Lord, okay, cool. And we went back to London, I just shared. And from then on, we just got more involved and more involved and more involved. And even to a point where we gave up one day a week and we went into the office and we volunteered one day a week and obviously Sunday as well, we got more involved and more involved. And then I got to the, then one day Bruce went on a sabbatical in 2006, the end of 2006 and then he comes back from that sabbatical and he says uh, to Desiree and I, can I meet up with you for a coffee? <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. And so we go in and, and then some of you may know this, but this is the moment where he said to us, there's a church back in New Zealand we think you should go and be the pastors. That is just crazy to me. 10 years ago it was. 10 years ago, the, the Bruce came to us and said, there's a church back in New Zealand. I think you should go and be the pastors. We had no idea. Uh, I think my my, my my wife, she had an idea, but I had no idea. No idea whatsoever, but I chose just to go all in. And when you go all in, then that's where you find the grace of God. That's where you trust God. And when the power of God comes in behind you. And so I wanna encourage you when it comes to this Uh, these topics about going all in, uh, especially when it comes to generosity, and we are going to be touching on finances because finances is one of the things that the world controls. Then when we, we we have to choose for ourselves who we're gonna serve. The Bible says we cannot serve both God and money or mammon. And in fact, next week you're gonna be heard, uh gonna to, going to hear more about that next week. But this week I wanna I wanna just lead you to a place of of I pray a conviction of just trusting God. Uh, trusting God in many areas. Who loves the Bible? And the Bible teaches us. Yeah, it does. And so we learn and we hear lots and lots of different Scriptures out of the Bible and everything that we preach and everything that we teach in, the, uh, in church is to help us move forward as Christians, right? as believers in Christ. And so with this Blessed Life series, I pray that this is gonna help you also move forward in living a life of generosity. Cool? Awesome. Well, let's start off and go into our Bibles. Um, I always love... Uh, the the passage of scripture from Proverbs chapter three verses one through twelve, and I shared this is similar to this morning, and I shared this, and I want to read it out again because I, I believe when it comes to the Bible, we we actually have to make a stand that the entire Bible is true. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's sometimes. It might take us a little bit to understand it and we have to do some study around it and get some context, but the entire Bible is true. And in fact, the entire Bible is perfectly uh, designed by God. Uh, you go to a Hebrew scholar or a, or a rabbi and, and you look at it from a Hebrew point of view, the entire Bible is perfectly written together. If you study numerology or anything like that, which is the study of numbers, every single little reference is perfect in the Bible. It's like, and you, yeah, if you... Just, I've been listening to a little bit of Chuck Missler, and he blows my mind. But it's perfect. We've got to understand and we've got to know that the Bible is perfect. And so I love Proverbs chapter 3, and it says this, My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Uh, if you do this, you will live many years, and your life will be satisfying. Should we just go home with that Scripture? Like, let's just go and get some pizza now. That's all we need for the rest of the night. That's all we need for our entire rest of, the, rest of our life. Uh, but hold on a second. We've got to also find out what His commands are. Right, so maybe we need a little bit more of the Bible. But, but He says, If you do this, you will, live a, uh, your life will, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. I uh, pray that you want to live a satisfying life, Yeah. And so if we do the things that God tells us to do and we store His commands in our heart, then we'll have a satisfying life. Uh, verse 3, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck and remind, as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. And again, why? Then you will find favour with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Who, who thinks that's a good idea? It's not even just a good idea, it's a great idea. If you're loyal and if you're kind... Um, then guess what? You will find favour with both God and people. Uh, verse 5. A lot of you know this one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Guess what? Why? Why do we need to know that? Then He says this. Then you'll have healing for your body and strength for your bones. These are good scriptures. Um, Who's impressed with their own wisdom? Whoa, there we go. (laughs) Um, Verse 9 Honor the Lord with your wealth and the very best part of everything you produce. Why? Because it tells you, next line, then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. That's a good scripture. (laughs) Who wants their their barns filled with grain? Come on, yeah, we do. I pray you want your barns filled with grain. Uh, Let's put it into a modern context for some young people. Who wants their house full of McDonald's? (laughs) All right. Uh, Who wants Coke Zero on tap? There we go. Um, This might help you out. But what do you have to do? You've got to honour the Lord with your wealth and the very best part of everything you produce. Yeah, um, verse 11, it says, My child, don't re- regret the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when He corrects you. Oh, just, that's another way to say, hey, don't throw the toys out of, your, out of the car. <laughs> um, For the Lord corrects those He loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom He delights. So the Bible talks and teaches to us. And, and, and if we understand and we receive it, then there's, then, then there's blessings that follow on from it. And so the same is when it comes to our finances. The same is when it comes to how we approach money. The same is how we then, we also use our time. So in, at, at church, we have our DNA and, uh, and it's our heartbeats, H-E-A-R-T. And one of them is the first one is to honour the second one is to excel. The third is to advance. The next is to reach out and do to, together. And when we do our DNA courses, we're going to teach these things. But when it comes to excel, really where we want to excel is we want to excel in our time, our treasure, and our talent. Yeah. Right? But, hey, what do, how do we use that? The, um, how do we let God develop and, and teach us how to use our time? How do we let God teach us how to use our talent? How do we let God teach us how to use our treasure? We let Him do it by the Bible. And so we go to the Bible for uh, Him to teach us through it. Because who's ever said, oh, there's not enough time in the day? Well, the Bible says to to us, um, teach you to number your days. So then there is enough time in the day, isn't there? But then we've got to learn how to number our days. And so the Bible is an awesome thing. Let's keep going. I want to go and go real quickly, hopefully, through um, Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 is a story, um, or it's the teachings of Jesus. It's one of his most, uh, Christian theologians say this is his most, you know, uh, famous teaching. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. Um, and this this passage of Scripture is called the Beatitudes. And so I want to read it out of um, The New Living Translation and also the Message version because it just brings things alive because we are talking about the blessed life here, and so then let's let's see how many times we can read the word blessed. Verse three, let's see this. It says, "God blesses those who are poor and realize their need of Him, for the kingdom of heaven is there." Let's read it in the Message. It says, "This you're blessed when you are at the end of your rope with less of you." There is more of God and His rule. Isn't that a great way to understand it? A great way to listen to not just God blesses those who are poor, uh, but God blesses those who come to the end of themselves and realise they need Jesus. That's a great way to read it. Uh, Verse 4 goes, God blesses those who mourn for they will be comforted. Let's read in the message. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then uh, can you be embraced by one most dear to, by the one most dear to you. So again, reading the, the Bible, how we're blessed. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the uh, whole earth. The message version. You're blessed when you're content with just who uh, just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourself proud owners of everything that can't be brought. Do you want to know the first way to ruin that Scripture? Start reading magazines. Right? Some of you are on the same page. Some of you are going, what? Uh, I can't stand those magazines that tell you that you've got to be this size and you've got to look this way and you've got to be this colour or you've got to whatever. No, no, you're blessed when you're content with just who you are, no more, no less. That's the moment you find yourself proud owners of everything that can't be brought. God made you just the way you are. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, there's, there's, I mean, I'm preaching to myself here. There could be a little bit more fitness going on. And it can be a little more honouring of what God's given to me. But uh, I'm also saying, man, you don't need to just be happy of who God's made you. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Right. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. Message version, you're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink is the best meal you'll ever eat. God's going to bless you. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. You're blessed when you, you care. At the moment of being careful, you'll find yourself cared for. Amen. God blesses those who whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Message version. You're blessed when you get your, get your inside world, your mind and your heart, put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. Isn't that a great way? To think about that, about how we get our internal world right and we'll see God in our outside world. Uh, Verse 9, God blesses those who work for peace for they will be called the children of God. Message version, you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Hallelujah, that is an amazing scripture. It really is because how often do we compare? How often do we compete? How often do we look at that person or look at the, look at what they get to do? Oh, aren't they so nice and aren't they, oh, aren't they doing a good job and all that? no God's going to bless you when you find yourself, when you're okay with yourself. you're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. But how often are we always, you know, checking out someone else's Instagram feed? Oh, man, they got 78 likes. I mean, I'm only averaging 15. And we're competing about likes. A stupid little thumbs up symbol. Good, good. <laughs> oh. And, and 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 to the point that we've gone on to the likes and we've seen who's liked it. Any, anyone? Well, they didn't. They didn't like my last post. Maybe I. Was, no, anyway, right. Come on, let's not compare. Let's not compete. God blesses those who are who are persecuted for doing right. For the kingdom of heaven is there. Uh, you're blessed when you commit uh, to when you've come. Excuse me, you're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. There's a whole lot of texts here, there's a whole lot of scenarios, there's a whole lot of character traits, character issues. But here it says all about being blessed. If we can align our heart and we can align our spirit, we can align our soul with the things that Jesus is talking about here and teaching here, you're going to be blessed. Amen. And so, yeah, I don't know about you, but there's a few things on there. I'm like, a work in progress. Anyone else want to be honest tonight? Yeah? Work in progress. But if you can get it right, if you can get it to a point where you've submitted it and surrendered it to God, guess what's going to come? There's going to be a blessing that overflows into your life. And this word blessed here is the Greek word mikorios, which also means happy. And so when we can read these Scriptures as happy are those, happy are the poor in spirit, happy are those who mourn, happy are those who are humble, humble, and keeping on going. Who wants to be happy in their life? And so when it comes to the series on the blessed life, it's really called the happy life. Amen. We're going to step into the stereo Christian uh, uh, label, the happy, clappy Christians. Uh, I'd rather be a happy, clappy Christian than a sour-faced, snobby nose. Uh, that's enough said. Um, if your Mother said, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. <laughs> the Bible also says, may the words of the mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable, pleasing to you. Uh, again, so the Bible's always got a great way of smacking you between the eyes. So it's the blessed life. Uh, Do we want to live a blessed life? Do we want to live a happy life? Well, then we've learned a whole lot of stuff already and we haven't even talked about generosity. And so as we lay this foundation and we lay this down, I pray that now generosity is going to start to overflow. Uh, In Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says this, You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Is more happy to give than it is to receive, and 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 the great thing about this, this series, at the end of this series, we're not leading people to a place where we're taking up our miracle offering. We're not taking up an, any special offering. We're not. No, we're just trying to equip people to live a generous life. But it is Christmas time coming up. Who likes Christmas? And Christmas is awesome. And I remember that the that this, this Scripture where it says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And in, in our home, I don't know how you guys do it, but uh, there's too many uncles and aunties now and it just costs a whole lot if we buy everyone presents. And so we buy all the children presents from the uncles and aunties, but all the uncles and aunties, we do the Secret Santa thing. Anyone do the Secret Santa? Cool. And so our Secret Santa is, uh, is $50, which is not bad, really. It's quite good. Uh, I was pushing it to 100, but I got severely rebuked, but that's all right. I was like, anyway, but I love, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Who loves watching people open presents that they've bought them? Yeah, and yeah I love it. I love it. And, and I, I, again, I, I shared this, uh, this illustration with my brother-in-law. I, I, I just really wanted to get him something good And so what I always try and do is I think of something that I would really like, right? And so I don't know how you guys do it, but I think what would, and so I was just scrolling through a catalogue and just doing some shopping. I was like, oh, I found this portable speaker, outdoor speaker. And it was, I think it was $120 or $180, I can't remember. But I said to Desiree, I said, let's get him this. Because I reckon he'll really like it i said, say, i like it if it was given to me, but I reckon he'll really like it. And, and I remember we bought it for him and, and, uh, and, and that moment where he unwrapped it. Um, and it was just like, oh man, this is awesome. I really wanted one of these. Now who felt good? Yeah. I felt good. Because what? It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, it's, it's the same with God. It's the same with the Lord. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. If we know the most famous Scripture out of the Bible is, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's just in heaven, and, and He's given Jesus to us. And Jesus came and He lived a life, a sinless life. And He died on a cross and He rose again. And now we've got an opportunity to unwrap that. And it's called, unwrapping that is called faith. Unwrapping that is going, you know what? I believe and I accept this free gift of God, uh, which is is eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what it says in Romans. So God's sitting up in heaven going, I wonder if they're going to unwrap it today. Excuse me. Why? Because He's sitting there happy. Because it's more blessed what to give than it is to receive. Excuse me. And so I wonder when it comes to this, when it comes to this, this topic about being generous and living our life full of blessing, I wonder whether we could open up our heart and I wonder if we could let Jesus come and do something in our life. I wonder this year, if we could, we could even uh, just say, "Lord, come and speak to me in this area." Because here's the thing: is is when you when you learn to be more generous, your world will get larger and larger. The world of the stingy will get smaller and smaller. And I pray you'll want your world to get larger and larger. Cool. Um, we're going to be finished soon. In Matthew chapter. 6, verses 19 to 20. Jesus talks, this is in the same uh, passage of Scripture of the Sermon on the Mount. But He says this, Do not lay up for yourself treasure in earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There's a whole lot of teaching in this. But really just I wanna focus on is the verse 21, which says, where your treasure is, there your heart is. I wonder where our treasure is. I wonder where, uh, where most of our, our finances in our world. And because wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart's gonna be. And you know, whatever you're believing for, right? Who's ever had a lay-by I bought my first stereo on layby. It was this awesome. It was one of the it was. It was this big beast of a stereo, but I, I I bought it on layby, and every week I'd go to the shop because they'd have it in the store, and my one was out the back, obviously. But I'd go and I'd. I'd play with the one in the store and all that sort of stuff and I'd turn it up and I'd tune it in and cuz and uh you know and I'd pop the <laughs> this sounds bad I'd pop the cassette things open cuz there was two cassette things do you even know what cassettes are yeah. and it had a CD player yeah. hey wait for it it had a record player on the top yeah. but I would go away because that's where my treasure was. That's where I wanted to go. Because where our treasure is, that's where our heart's going to be. And people say, oh, you know, just haven't been able to get into this whole local church thing. I was just not sure and all this. I'm like, well, maybe it's time that you put your treasure there. Because when you start putting treasure into something, that's where your heart is going to be. I'm not trying to bring condemnation or anything, but it just says the Bible says that where your treasure is, that is where your heart is. So please don't feel condemned. But I want to challenge you. Where is your treasure? What do you you? Where do you spend most of your money? Where, what do you do? I pray that it's, that it's in line with the Bible and in line with what the Lord would use for you. Um We're going to finish, and as the music team can jump up, that'd be awesome. There's a couple of stories in the Bible. One's in Luke chapter 19, and I've forgotten the reference, but you can look it up. It's the, the rich young ruler. There's two scenarios where there's this tax collector called Zacchaeus, right? Some of you may know the story of Zacchaeus. In Luke chapter 19, he's a small guy in Jericho, and Jesus was walking along, and so he had to go and climb a tree. And if you've been in Sunday school, you can sing the songs on the way home. Uh, But uh, when Jesus is walking along, Jesus sees Zacchaeus, and he points to Zacchaeus, and he said, Zacchaeus, come down, for I must be a guest in your home tonight. It's similar to the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler is, is speaking with Jesus and he says, "Ah, oh, I've, I have, I've, I've out, outworked the law of all that's gone before, the law of Moses. I've, I've held up the Ten Commandments. I've, I've done everything right. And then Jesus says to the rich young ruler, you've done everything right, but here's, here's the last thing that you have to do is I want you to sell all your possessions and then I want you to give it to the poor and then you can come follow me. So there's that incident. And then there's this also this one here with Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus is in the tree. But Zacchaeus says, um, Jesus says, Zacchaeus, um, come down. For I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus into his house with great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. They grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Two scenarios, two situations, two different outcomes. Two people having a conversation and revelation of who Jesus is. But then one figures out that Life is not about riches and all that sort of stuff. Life is about living a life for Jesus and living a life of generosity like Zacchaeus did. Living a life that even if he gave, had cheated the poor, he'd give back four times as much. But the other response was that we obeyed everything. He obeys this and did this and did that, but he couldn't do the one thing that Jesus was asking him to do, which was give over his treasure. Uh, I wonder where we're at as a, as a believer of Christ. Do we still hold on to our finances? Do we still hold on to everything? See, if I can help you out. In, um, in Matthew chapter 25, there's a, another great parable. And it's the parable of the talents. And where, where once there was a master, which is Jesus, And then there's three servants and one servant gets given five talents. Uh, Another servant gets given two talents. Another servant gets given one talent. But as you read it in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14, it says this, um, that the master entrusted to his servants five, two, and one. We've got to understand that word entrusted. Because that word entrusted brings a whole different uh, outcome to how we live our life for Jesus. See, a lot of the times we live our life thinking we've been given. The Master's given these things to us. No, He's just entrusted it. As a Christian, everything that we have is God's. And He's just blessed you with it. And so we learn this. This attitude of heart—that everything's God's and that He's just entrusted it to us—now we do have a responsibility on on whether how on how we're going to use it. Two scenarios: they used it well and they got a good report. One scenario, they were fearful and they didn't use it well, and they got a bad report. And I think. I think this is the Scripture that everyone wants to hear when they find Jesus in heaven. Because everyone wants to hear the well done, good and faithful servant, right? I know I want to hear the well done, good and faithful servant. But we've got to know that He's entrusted everything to us. And then when we know that, we don't have to be fearful because it's all God's anyway. And so I want to challenge you. Let's let's just be the servants. Let's just be the believers, the Christians that God's called us to be. Let's live a blessed life, a happy life. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Um, And let's know that things are just entrusted to us. A little example, I shared this this morning. But I, I fly a little bit. And uh, every now and then I ask someone to drop me off at the airport, and I, you know, uh, once I asked Kale to do it, and I said to Kale, "That'd be, you know, can you drop us off? That'd be awesome. Oh, by the way, you can have the car for the, you know, the rest of the week. But the only catch is you got to pick me up as well." And, he, and he's like, "Yeah, cool." You know, and just imagine though, Kale comes back, he picks me up, and you know, he's he's changed his seating settings. You know, the radio's now on the breeze. Classic hits. I don't know. Radio, I don't know. Where is he? This side. And then he just says, oh, where do you want me to drop you off? I'm like, okay, it was my car. But isn't it sometimes how we think when it comes to the things that God's given us? and we should be able to hand it back to Him. Say amen. Thanks for entrusting me. Unscratched, undented. <laughs> always, always. But word entrusted. If you want to live a blessed life, you've got to understand that God's just entrusted. And So Father, I pray for every single one of us tonight. Lord, You want us to live a blessed life. You want us to live a happy life. But also, Lord, that's going to mean that we live a life a certain way. Lord, we've heard through the Beatitudes that there's, there's ways that we can live, our, you can outwork our character and, and we'll be blessed. And we, there's other ways, Lord, and we can be blessed. There are other ways as well, Lord, where, where it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. But I pray right now for every person in this room. I pray, Lord, that there'd be something that just leads them to a place that is just that word entrusted. That, Lord, You've entrusted us with riches. That is, You've entrusted us with the Holy Spirit. You've entrusted us with a relationship with Christ. You've entrusted us with everything that You've given to us in this world. If you're married, He's entrusted you with your spouse. If you've got children, He's entrusted you with the children. The Bible says one day they're going to grow up and they're going to leave. One day you're going to have to give your children back over and trust God. But He's entrusted you. But you'll live a great life. You will live a blessed life and a happy life when you know the trusting of God and that He's trusted you. So, Lord, I pray tonight for every person. May we go on this journey over the next four weeks that, Lord, we would continue to open up ourselves to the blessings of God. And, Lord, we give you all the glory, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.